We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Go Blue with Stu. I am your host, as always, Stuart Douglas, with me. Almost as always, Ant Right. What's going on, man? You've been a busy, busy man with this transfer portal, have you not? Incredibly busy, man. I, I feel like the list is updating every single day, every single minute. And you know, some names are big, some names aren't so big. Like, like, do I like no? I'm not trying to joke on anyone, but like, if if you're transferring from like Northwestern State or like St. Francis, Brooklyn, like. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? But if but if you're good or if you're someone who has like high major looks, whether it's Big Ten and ACC, SEC, A10, or you're leaving those and you used to be a big time recruit, that's why that's where I'm like, ooh, like what's gonna happen here? Like they're gonna get the same love. Look at guys like Isaac Trout, who goes to Virginia, red shirts, then leaves. It's like okay. People were going to recruit him high. They he didn't doesn't have any college tape out there. They're going to recruit him for what he did in high school. No, there's yeah. no, there's Joan Traore, same thing. Like didn't really play well this year, but he was five star recruit. Like how's that recruitment going to go? You know, and it's it's really interesting. It's really interesting. It was uh, 
and this is not a knock on on uh, walk-ons whatsoever. I respect the hell out of walk-ons, but it was a football stat, and it was like scholarship players and walk-ons. I'm like, I guess I could see like a walk-on. You know, they like start uh, like make some tackles, start a couple of games for like a high major program, and then they want to go down for a scholarship at a lower program. But I'm like, how many walk-ons are really transferring? What 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 does that even entail there? Exactly. <laughs> how do you transfer on and off scholarship? I don't know. <laughs> you never know, bro. You never know. Sometimes the walk-ons, like once once they're like scout team enough, they just get an itch to play again. You know, and you no, know, you would one hundred percent if you're Saginaw Valley and someone from Michigan or Michigan State walked on, like they would give them a look, like, hey. What are your numbers? Send them over to me. Send me some practice film, and we'll see if it makes sense. Yeah, so I'm just being a hater. You got to put your name in it. Yeah, <laughs> you got to be. I feel you. I feel you. You um, it, it is. It almost seems impossible. Now I, I did realize that you have a great secret in uh, using synergy to kind of track these guys and see yeah, who's good with on top of this list because there's so many players. But I mean, is there certain things? that you're looking for right off the bat, percentiles, um, just raw macro stats, or it's just kind of, you know, here and there, whatever this guy kind of looks like, size, guard, big, whatever. It takes me about like 30, 30 to 40 seconds to know if someone's got it or not. Hmm. Um, I don't really look at the numbers first. Um, I want to see how they move, how they are with the ball. Then I look at you're breaking down the video of them right right off the bat. Like if they're yeah, I look out. at video first. That's why I don't I don't really get you know there's this dude from Ole Miss, Amari Abram. Yes, yeah. like eight points, two rebounds, two assists. Like if you were to look at that, you're like, oh, okay, right. this is 2024 NBA draft prospect. And you have to really like watch the film. Like okay, he's kind of he's kind of James Harden light. Like the way he's able to move around and shoot the ball and use his body and come off of screens. His bid range is real nice. And he's only 18 years old. He's he's going to be 18 for a couple more months. So That's he just wild. spent his whole time in, in the SEC just being very, very solid where I'm like, man, good offseason, man, one more year. You know what I mean? It can get real interesting. So there are some guys who who also put up big numbers, and I'm looking at them, on a, and I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it translating. So it all depends on just how they move. It all depends on – then I look at how their size, and then I look at – and then I look at, okay, what am I missing? So then I look at synergy, their percentiles – um, like I want to know why their efficiency is high or is it low? Like if someone has a high efficiency, but most of their offensive possessions are cutting and getting to the rim, I'm like, you know what? Efficiency is a little bit overvalued here. But if it's someone that's coming off a of pick and roll and spotting up with a high efficiency, that means that you're either shooting well or you're coming off a of pick and roll and reading the correct defense and you're, you know, killing teams. Right. So it all depends. It all depends. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why I saw Jalen Llewellyn do last year. I, I liked what I saw in movement and it didn't pan out. Obviously, then the injury happened. Um, but it is a big thing. Like, I test, 
is huge in high school recruiting because how many kids out there can score 40 in a high school game? And it means a lot that, of dudes out there that are that are buckets. I bet a lot of guys, I got a lot of guys took my scholarship offers because of that stuff. Like they're <laughs> exactly. in some school in Michigan playing nobodies and dropping 50. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. But like, how does that translate? That kid's six foot tall. Like, is he really gonna do that? And <laughs> I have one kid in particular, I'm not gonna name him, but it was like just a shooter and dribbled, he dribbled against like schools with like a hundred people in their class tops. And so he looked like <laughs> off the bounce there, but it's like, give me a break, man. It's impossible. <laughs> so I'm curious. So, cause this is an interesting thing to me, like with those guys, like that red shirt kid from Virginia, um, there's a couple other players, like minimal film. And it's an interesting landscape where you got like Miami and Nigel pack, um, Kansas state's team, like all these teams are getting transfers and having success immediately. And then you're like, well, some of these kids are a little bit more developmental and trying to balance that. And so I want to get through like what your ideal kind of transfers are um, and what Michigan looks like. But I feel like it's impossible to project these things unless you just like know an insider, know where a guy is from and like, and like a school has an opening there, but like it's a whole new aspect of like developing some redshirt freshman that's zero minutes, but he's six ten, or like, Let's use that money on a six four guard who averaged fifteen last year at a mid major, and maybe we can take him to the lead eight. I think um, I think age matters, especially with Michigan, because I think every single team is going to need something a little bit different. Yeah, um, like if you look at Michigan State, man, if they can go out there and get like a biggish wing, I think that's going to fill a lot of holes for them. Like if they go out and get um, Dalton Connect, I dro- I dropped his video today i think i think that adds that adds a very dynamic player right um if michigan were to get a someone that is going to be a bit older that's going to be huge like you have to be older because they're already young you know they kind of did that to themselves with their six-man and five-man lineups um not lineups but recruiting classes so they're automatically going to be on the younger side then on top of that you have some younger guys who aren't going to be ready to play in the rotation. So they're kind of just, they are taking up space where we are like, man, I wish I had three, like three spots open, maybe four to fill some of them with some, with some guys who could help us right away. Or we, we can get in a transfer who we know that we're going to have for two years. Yeah. It's almost like an impossible spot. Like if Michigan, I'm thinking about like just simply filling up the roster and now you go, a guy like Isaiah Barnes isn't playing very much, and he's out. And I don't blame him, but they're already lean enough as it is at guard. Like, I feel like, depending on what Kobe does, even if Kobe returns, they need – and let's say even Jalen comes back, they need, like, one at least guard, I think. If I mean, definitely a small forward, but I think you've got yeah, to I mean, find some type of guard that can fit in. I mean, I'm just looking at – I'm just looking at the um... – at the lineup and looking at the rotation, if Kobe doesn't come back, right, they have one spot open. Um, and then you're looking at, and then if nobody else transfers out, um, both recruits come in, they're at one spot open, and that's it. Uh, that's going to handcuff them because they're going to need, they need a 2-3, but they also need a 4. They also need, need like a legit 4. 
Like, I would love if they went out and got Akeem Hart or Jamison Battle. Um, I would love if they went out and got the kid Dalton Connect. I would like if they went out and got Amari Abram, uh, even Jameer Nelson Jr. I think all those guys can play alongside Doug and Jalen. I think that's super yeah. important. And you're going to have a starting three and four um, who are talented, very, very talented. And then you'll be coming off the bench with Joey Baker. You'll be coming off the bench. Well, granted, if he gets the waiver, right. you'll, you'll be coming off the bench again with Terrace Reed, um, Will Cheddar, um, even Yo-Yo, if he has a really good offseason. Um, but this 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 lineup is just not very talented unfortunately you know even with um even with you know Hunter and they had both you know Jet and Kobe last year throughout the roster it was just missing a lot of firepower just missing a lot of guys who really moved the needle um and that's just tough that's just tough but they got to address all that they they have to get more talented and they have to get older um, well, yeah, that, but like I said, their big classes are really, really messing the opportunity up to have to go out and get multiple transfer guys, unless a couple other guys just walk out. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play college basketball pick'em, where you can get a little extra sweat during March Madness and win real cash prizes simply by picking player stats in this weekend's games. In Pick'em, all you do is predict whether a player will go higher or lower on underdog's projected totals, whether that's points, rebounds, whatever. For example, if you're like me and you think Zach Eady is going to go nuts in this tournament, pick higher on his points projection, add up to four more picks, and if you hit them all, you can win 20 times your money on a single game. Underdog's slick mobile app is easy enough that dummies like Jeff Goodman have even figured it out. So go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and use the code FIELD, F-I-E-L-D, and Underdog will match your deposit up to 100 bucks. Now is the time to get in on the madness. So remember, underdogfantasy.com, promo code FIELD. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. 
Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yeah, I mean, granted, you know, if Kobe comes back, regardless, I think it was from February, they were, what, a top 15 offense in the country, I think efficiency-wise at least. Um, I don't know where they were at scoring in terms of like the big five conferences, but I thought they were – they were figuring it out when they were humming along. And a lot of it for me is age and just having that maturity at the end. Um, and, and I do think like you got the the different breakdowns, right? Uh, you wrote this article for blue by 90 um, looking at what you want to look for in a transfer and then certain targets for Michigan and your veterans, you know, your, your veteran guys who I picture next year, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I just see Terrence shooting a lot better next year and being that guy that can just be plugged in and, you know, they can have a talent come in at the four spot when they need it, but that guy that can like compliment talent, let's say Kobe comes back. And I think they could still hum offensively with the veteran guys that they have on the roster or who will be, will be considered veteran next year. Um, I, I just think that that guard spot is just so important you see what Texas did. It was their three leading scores were all six four and under. Six four and six one, six foot. Right. Yeah, like right. a day. And they played that really well. Now, um, what's his nuts? The four man was good and the five man was was solid. I mean, they they played around, but like Timmy Allen, Timmy Allen. Timmy had played great in the tournament. He didn't overly impress me, but he could be dynamic. The five man, I couldn't even remember who it was. Like it, it was fine. He's too- Disu, but he got hurt in the last game. Yeah, okay. Then that's what it is. He was good. But uh, I think, you know, with Hunter is a different story where you do want, I feel like, a veteran at the four spot. And, and you only have one roster spot. And I'm thinking, like, gun to your head, Ant. Like, are you going to go for a four, a three, or a two? Like, if you have gun one my head, spot, I'm going for someone who can cover all three. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like that's, I think like a six six dude that plays yeah. like three is like mostly ideal, especially if yeah. even if Kobe leaves and Jalen can come back, that's solid. And you got a guy that, and somebody can play in the ball screen, a, a small four that can play in the ball screen, and you know we'll be able to hit some open shots. I think is crucial. I mean, you're filling the spot for Jet for sure, but like Isaiah's gone now, and kobe when it comes back is six four and like having that height is is ideal again i just rattled off texas but you know having that height is super ideal especially in big 10 play so i don't know i feel like gun to my head i'm I'm like shooting for any six five six six kid that can handle the ball and it's like ready to handle the ball at the next level they need someone big and versatile uh they didn't really have that this year um 
Jet Jet was six seven six eight, but like he was he was so young. He was so young. Yeah, just so young. Like you need a grown man. Like man, Shondi Brown, just you know, someone who's he was just a dog. Just doesn't care about anything except beating you. Yes, he he did not care. He, he like. He like didn't care that he came off the bench, but he looked at a guy that would punch a wall for coming off the bench. And he came in <laughs> his, uh, and he was like, he was the guy the first 10 games, at least came in the game. Everyone else was a scared to not scared to shoot. Isn't the right phrase, but like they're all looking at each other. Like, what are we going to do? And he came in as like, I'm doing me. And then, and it worked and it was great. And he did exactly <laughs> it. He cut, he shot, he was aggressive. Uh, and granted he like, he shot well and he scored. So that always helps when you're aggressive. Um, coming into a new role, but like that's that shit's crucial. You saw it this year with the slow start, right? Back to back years with slow starts, that that stuff will kill you. And you yeah. need some of those those killer guys. Like I would love a twenty three year old on the team, but I don't know if he can expend, you know, a roster spot if he doesn't fit the talent. You know, just because he's older. You need those guys to get you through some, some of those rough games. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, remember in 08, 09, like we had we beat. We had come off beating UCLA, then we beat Duke, and then we played Savannah State, who did, didn't miss a shot. Like Novak. Like, can you even? Oh, that missed dunk! Oh yeah. my gosh, Zach, Jesus, <laughs> poor Zach. Nova, <laughs> Nova. Like, that's a game where if we don't come in focused that year, we probably lose that game. That game doesn't even get forced to overtime. Yeah. And next thing you know, we're on selection Sunday, like. Hoping that that Savannah State game didn't screw us right. out of this, you know, the best season that Michigan's had in years, right? Yep. So I think those are the games, like that game against Central or even the overtime games against Ohio and like all these games that, you know, they sh- like they should have they they should be winning by twenty plus, right? Playing multiple guys, getting guys minutes and reps. They really never got that opportunity, and now you're shoving in Terrace and Will Cheddar in the final third of the season when they lost the first two thirds, and now they're playing people with 800 minutes of time this year. It's a bit off. There's they're going to be a step slow, a step behind. But the more those guys played, the more comfortable that that they got. But you but you want to see that. November, right? Not yeah. February, and you're fighting for you know a chance just to be in the NCAA tournament. It should never be that, you know. It should be, a, you know, your average year should be similar to like Indiana this year, where even if they lost in February or lost in the Big Ten tournament, really wasn't a big deal because they knew that they were competing for a Final Four at the end of the day, knowing that they were in as a three, four, five, six seed. But, well, that's, I mean. I don't know about Washington if he's going to be able to play next year, but I don't mean cracking that roster for freshman, the freshman class coming in is probably not going to be super easy. So like right away, you just have everyone coming back with experience with which like those November games and they know it, they know how they started last year. So they're even hungrier to start better next year and like more focused as long as Howard keeps the locker room. Like I think he has with the current guys right now. Um, I just, I think, I think that age is just huge, and that experience and that hunger to be like, all right, we know what it's what it what that means because they they know at the end of the year. I truly believe that they were a tournament team. How they played in Big Ten play, 
when they played just as well as anybody else that made the tournament in the Big Ten. And it was just, okay, the first third, two, two-thirds of your season were just not. And so they're like, all right, that doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter that you play well at the end now. We had to play well <laughs> the whole year, and so we don't just squeak by. So I don't know. I think that age will be good. It's just – it's a crapshoot talking about it and, like, who should they pick up because you don't know who's leaving. And you don't know who can come back. Can Joey come back? Is Jalen going to come back? Um, could Terrace leave? Like, it could Hunter leave? I mean, it's when are they? I and I forgot to look. When did they have a, to make a decision by? Uh, they got to make a decision by April twenty sixth, twenty third. Okay, I thought it was around something. There. But then they have. But then they have until June first. I think that's stupid. Like. Wait. That's just dumb. Like, why is it? Okay, hold on. It's early entry is April twenty third, but they can, but they have June first to withdraw and come back. And I think that sucks for coaches. That absolutely sucks. Like, like you have a you have a spot open for a guy that you think may be coming back. At what point do you say forget about him and move on? You know. Like, at what point, like, your communication with him and his camp have got to be pristine. can have zero holes in it. You got to make sure that both sides are telling the absolute truth. Where, like, you say, where you're telling them, like, hey, look, I know the NCAA says June 1st, but just know that if I don't hear anything back by, like, mid-May, I yeah. have to, like, I have to make sure that, like, there's insurance on my end. You know what I mean? That's why, I mean, it's an artificial timeline that's even sooner than that i I, i'd be totally fine with a okay you have to decide by april 20th and then coaches you know the the portal will be open for however long but like you got to decide one way or another um i don't know it's that is a lot of pressure and then recruiting on top of that i mean it's just like a headache i'm trying to think of i hated the possibility of being an assistant coach back when it was just college just with high school kid recruiting Right. now it's it's even it's even crazy although i do think well i don't know i don't know how how that goes like do you have any insight on what the process is do they call anybody and everybody that they like and then you just kind of feel it out or it's like all right we're going after abrams and that's that's it and like Jawan's just like throwing the kitchen sink at him and they're gonna like focus their energy on like three or four guys instead of contacting 20. I think it depends on how hungry depends on how hungry your staff is. Hold on. Close the door, please. No, the bedroom. Walker. That one. Yes. Man, this guy's he's well on a show without Walker. Jesus. No, it's not. And I and I'll never stop recording. When <laughs> um, it depends on the staff and how hungry you are. There are staffs out here that will call and touch base with half. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes it's not always to recruit that player. They're going to reach out because look, they don't know if you can blow up in two years, and then you want to, but you want to move again. They're going to remember you calling them. It's like, hey, this dude kind of believed in me before. Let's see what he's let's see what he's up to now. So, 
lot of that is just just pure networking, really. Um, I can imagine I, the calls. Some assistant coach, uh, hey Billy, loved loved your stuff. And he's watched like two minutes of cl- of synergy clips. <laughs> just really impressed with what you did this year. I you know I cut the game against San Diego State, and it's like no, you fucking didn't. Dude. <laughs> but they don't know that these little no, they have no idea. You'll, yeah, no you'll buy all that. No idea. So like you could you could finesse it so easily, um, but. It depends on how hungry your staff is. Your staff can very easily go out there and make so many, so many calls, talk to so many people, and, you know, it's – and sometimes, you know, they have four people on staff contacting people. Some staff, they only have one. So, of course, the one with four is going to be more active and be out there, the one with – one and it, and, it, and it depends on the roster too. Like, who exactly are we looking for? Do we have a lot of space for them? Um, how's the roster maintenance going to be once this all clears up? Um, so with Michigan, I think they have to be more methodical. They have to really take their time because they don't have a lot of space. Um, but uh, but yeah. I'm interested. No, not interested. I'm surprised that we've only had just one name enter the enter the portal. That's what's gonna ask you. Yo, yeah, like we we kind of knew Isaiah was gone. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's you know, I'm yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, there's some other guys where I'm just like, you know what? Would I be surprised? No, not really. Right. It's a weird balance now where you recruit these kids to develop them and but like how long is that going to take and do i have to have these tough conversations now where it's like listen there's not going to be a spot for you here and you have to honor the scholarship right and so then you create just a weird atmosphere where you're pushing a kid out and that kid's beloved by his teammates and it's just a weird weird situation business wise like business transaction wise i mean it's all people coaches have always done that they've gone to kids and told them like you should get out of here probably yeah. um i never really liked that part of it but uh yeah. that's kind of the name it's of a business it. it's yeah. a business man it's a business and and that's and that's and that's what's tough about it but and then it's like okay like you should be you should be trusting your evaluations that you made on this kid. Like why are you giving up on him just a, f- a few months after you actually get him? That doesn't make much sense. Right. Um but then it comes back to what I have an issue with. They had a five man and a six man class back to back. Like you you can't do that in this day of NIL and portal in this COVID year. Like you can like at most three, at most three. Yeah. And find ways to plug guys in. It's crazy to think about because back in the day, back in the day, even like six years ago, it was like, yeah, fill it. Like fill it with that scrawny white kid who can shoot a little bit and we'll see like if pans out. And now <laughs> it's like absolutely and like now it's thinking about this kid's 80th on the list. I don't know if he's really gonna fit in in two years. We can find a senior just as easily and yeah it's a it's a very odd decision and people are like it's funny to think about 
fans talking about the the slim class coming in and how that was a problem. And it was like, no, that's exactly what they needed. It's exactly what they needed. Exactly. Because they, they saw the writing on the wall. They're like, they know that they have to keep it tight um, and really just kind of go after some more, some bigger names, maybe some prospects here and there. But yeah, it was, uh, they also had a weird makeup where they had no seniors until Joey and Jalen came in and it feels like they were like trying to fill those spots then because because of all the emptiness, but then it came back to bite them a little bit. I don't know. It's a, I'm surprised we haven't heard more guys transfer just to like have the possibility to play elsewhere and more opportunity, but like they're not connected to a lot of guys. They were connected to that one kid. Who was that? What was that one kid? Uh, Uh, BJ Mack. Yeah. Well, first of all, where would he, would he be a four man? Like, would he fit in at the four? Dude. Everywhere. Don't get me started. Don't, don't get me started. What? I, I don't I don't I don't I don't understand it. What, what I don't understand it. Going after if him? you be, the only reason that doesn't make sense is if Terrace or Hunter is not coming back. The only reason that would make sense, is that what you're saying? The only reason that would make sense, yeah. That would make sense is if one of those guys did not come back. But if yeah. they're both coming back, I don't I don't get that. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um and I think there's better options out there anyway, especially with how Javon wants to wants to play. Right. With- yeah, that that part was a little bizarre. But I mean, have you I haven't heard of other names that they've been connected to, but it's I mean, I haven't been following super closely, but I've heard a lot of names in the portal, but there hasn't been, like, updates on connections. I think there's always speculation. Well, one was Jameer Nelson Jr., because Phil, Phil coaches, coaches dad at St. Joe's. Okay, yeah, he's a. I think he's a great option from how he led his team, that Delaware team, compared yeah. to like, Abrams, even though Abrams was it's just it's very talented. Young. But, again, like, that veteran guard play. If you had to pick – I mean, they obviously have talked to him. They have to be linked to him at the very least. And I think Jameer liked Phil. Everyone fucking loves Phil. Right. And so, I don't know. It's like pull the trigger or wait for something. Yeah, I don't even know because they can't take both. No. Like, they can't take both due to what's available on the, the roster. When's the draft process? When do you have to put your name in by? April, April 23rd. And the, the transfer portal, okay. Or yeah. the portal. Wait a minute, portal. You can pretty much go. Oh wait, until June. Is that you said? I'm not. When I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I think it's pretty much whatever you. Is it whenever you want? There's no date to put. Um, transfer portal. Dead. Did the NCA give a deadline this year? I don't even know if they gave a deadline. Um. May 11th, May 11th. So this is going to be dragged out. This is going to be dragged out big time. The, the deadline will be May 11th. So that's that's new to me. So they have to May 11th, and then, you know, from there it's like, okay, hey, here's what I got. Yeah, so it's, just, process, I mean, it's like any day news can break. Which they need to they need to bring back the one year sit out, bro. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, man. <laughs> like, yeah, but like, you get San Diego State and FAU now, though. <laughs> <laughs> like they, like it's. I understand. I understand why people like it. I understand. I understand all of that. But this isn't college basketball. Like this is just free agency and. Yeah, like, what do you want? Like, it's crazy. Like, you don't get to watch, you don't get to watch people for three or four years anymore. You know, it's like, hey, one, two years. Like, there's nobody that you're gonna really attach yourself with on the t- on the team. You know, yeah. Um, they're like, man, you came in here, the team was here. Four years later, man, you left just being, you know, you left a great legacy. There's no more of that. And you got three piles of gear from each college you've been to. How how much is Nigel Pack just a fan favorite right now, though? Like, oh, big time. Yeah. So, like, if you win, though, like, people don't really care. Like, that's true. And it's a little different for Midwest fandom. It's a little, it's going to be harder to change the traditional mindset of developing guys. But at the end of the day, like it is Michigan that they want to see win more than any other player. And you see it with all the criticism, right? Like, yeah, got people pull for teams, but then you're out after four years and then get the new next guy in. So <laughs> I don't know. It's I mean, you win, you win, you'll be remembered and loved. And but like no longer can you say, like that you have to develop a program to win anymore. It's just not a right. thing. It really you wasn't. Have develop a, you have to develop a team. Yeah. One team year by year, just figure it out. And I think it's still like you have to balance that part, right? Like you have to balance Doug being your point guard for four years. Like I think I think it's crucial to have somebody like that in the program where you have a guy's guys be able to be – in place, speaking up as juniors and seniors for like when other transfers come in. Cause you, we talked about, you know, I listened to this uh, quote or read a quote from Joey and it took him a long time to feel comfortable speaking up in the locker room. And like that, a kid like that with that experience, a voice like that is huge. It's super important. And it took him a while because he didn't feel comfortable, whatever, for whatever reason, being a transfer, gaining the respect of others. I mean, it's not easy to just jump in with respect from day one with your peers like it's different as a coach like i think Jawan can come in he came in and demanded like just got respect right away for who he was um beeline was going to demand respect right away but like from a peer standpoint i think it's still important to have those guys that are around the program and i say that and you got teams here out here with barely any of that but yeah. they still have, you know then that's, that's the other part it's like then you got a whole team. It's like two ways to do it. You got a team of seven guys that are coming together and then they can like find some spark and magic and like be cooperative and like start from scratch. But there's always like that kind of internal battle with transfers and respect and and underclassmen, upperclassmen. So it's like a weird if you're gonna if you're gonna be in the middle of it, you gotta kind of toe the line and figure out what the balance is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I agree. I agree. It just sucks from a a fan standpoint, and it sucks from a standpoint of you trying to see where these group of guys are in two years, right? Yeah. 
you know, like there's no more of that. There's no more man next year. These guys are going to be good. Like you don't know that. These dudes can be gone. Like these dudes can see, hey, we just over, we just over succeeded. You know, we, you know, we, you know, destroyed all expectations and we're doing all these great things. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> it is. It's and it's because I the thing I enjoyed most now, like I'm a fan of the players. Like I want to watch the players do really well. And watching them win is obviously a part of it, but like I'm not, you know, cracking open three beers after a Michigan loss to like drown my sorrows. Like I right. <laughs> I'm right. I'm more interested in seeing okay, how's Will Cheddar going to come back next year? How's Terrence going to respond next year? How's Jace going to come back next year and, like, play a role? And, you know, we're all worried about Jet leaving, Kobe maybe leaving, Jalen, whatever. But, like, top to bottom, it is fun to to follow the storylines and the development because, we, I mean, you and me, we've been there. We, we've experienced that where it's like, yeah, you're like, give me some time. Like, let me – let me go through the ups and downs and come back and, and come back stronger. And so it, that does kind of suck. Like if I would be pissed if like Terrence left, I would, I would, that would, I would be sad. I would, I would want to watch him play next year. Um, same with Will, same with like anybody tapped the bottom of the roster who played minutes this year. Uh, and I'm interested to see guys come off the bench, but it's just a hard, hard thing to do. Um, it does seem a little encouraging that you haven't heard anything yet from a lot of these guys that like, they want to be there. I, I'm, it could be this is typical, like reading into things too much, but you know, Yo Yo could have left real easy. Like Barnes was right away; he was gone, and that was yeah, out of here. easy. And like you would think, a domino effect would start to happen. Like, all right, writing's on the wall. I'm going to get out. I don't. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not the case. Maybe guys are just taking their time, and they're some are more methodical. But seems like they they like where they were at, even through all the shit. And maybe it's a thing where they want to finish up the the semester or be close to it, uh, and all the tournaments being done right. So now everyone's in football mode. You really yeah. get time to yourself, and you know you get those conversations with the coaches, and you get a better picture on what your role looks like next year. You're either gonna like the picture or you're not gonna like the like the like the picture. And then now you have an avenue to, you know go somewhere else and play like right away. So you're, you'll be going from Michigan in April, probably enroll early in like the spring, then you're off and running again. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm just always curious, like what that mindset would be like, what are you and me, what our mindset would be if we were wanting to transfer and like, I don't know. I feel like I'd want to get in right away and like, see what my options are and not lose out, lose out some spot. But it's not I been- probably would have left after after the tournament year. I probably would have left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hindsight's 2020. That would have been genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I probably would have <laughs> left. Year was so if bad. We, if we had like bad. no if 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 we had like no um no waiver, right? And we could just play right away. Like after that tournament, I probably would have like I would have put my name in, um, like right after the Big Ten. No, that would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. Yeah, like right after, probably right after the um, 
Big Ten, right after the tournament. The tournament after the tournament because the Final Four was in uh, was in Detroit that year. Mm. It was in Detroit that year, but um, you know that was a year that man. Your Oklahoma game. You know, yeah, that was the Oklahoma stuff. That was starting, and you know, you know, me and you playing against like UCLA at like the Garden and yeah, winning that and you know, going from that and then like going to like DNPs at the start of Big Ten play. I'm like, what are we doing here? And then you know what? I saw the schedule. I never look at the schedule, but I saw the schedule. I saw I saw three or four straight losses. I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. And then so, like, I just sat back, and then sure enough, he calls me in after we start, like, one and three or two and four or something like that. And he's like, okay, um, you're back in the rotation. <laughs> oh, oh, really? I'm, I'm so shocked, John. So yeah. shocked. <laughs> Interesting how you come to this conclusion. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know, bro. It was, man, man, the man. I can't even imagine the mind games being played now, especially when there's like NIL in the picture. And coaches probably use that as like a weapon to like mess with kids. I swear. And it's. Yeah, some assholes will definitely do it. Oh, dude, 100%. And, and from everyone, you're making how much? Look at this fucking layup, and you're making how much? Oh, yeah. Who's paying you? Yeah, yeah. Who's paying you? Are you? I'm about to call him right now and say, you lost my business. You don't know how to invest in this shitty-ass player. <laughs> Just in front of everyone, not, I swear. Oh, uh, that's, that's, the, that's the unspoken <laughs> part uh, of this whole thing is like, can they pay Kobe enough to come back? Can they pay Hunter enough to come back? Because Michigan hasn't hopped on it like the way of Miami has, not even close. Right, basketball standpoint, not even close. And they, they've started to with football side of it, but that's that's another thing. Like, yo, what can you offer me? And if like Jameer Nelson Jr. comes in and he's making twice as much as Hunter Dickinson, I don't see it being. I think like those guys will be pretty fine with it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like you're gonna have to get over it and play basketball, and you're you're old enough to know what the business is. But it does it does make it an interesting dynamic. But Nigel Pack and and Wong figured it out in Miami. Like they figured it out, no problem. Because Wong was about hit was about to hit the portal when he found out how much Pack was making. And of course, Ruiz was like, "Hey, I got you. Don't worry. Whatever, whatever happened, they worked it out." And what's funniest. Is that Wong and Pack have the same agent? Oh, really? <laughs> so did he, get, just, he got the deal for Pack, and then like didn't even tell. Yeah, just so scummy, bro. Just so leeches. These little freaking vampires just just crawling all over the walls. Oh, just, it's. I mean, I'll like when uh, Barstool signed like Jace and. I think it was Hunter. And I think I even asked Jason, I'm like, did you have you gotten any marketing deals out of it yet? And it was like four or five months in. No, nothing yet. I'm like, well, what, what are we doing here, guys? Like, you just, they just like, everyone's just trying to hop on the train and hold on for dear life and be like, yep, we got you. But like, there's no results. Like, it's still such early times that I feel like it's open for the cesspool of Klingons 
and oh. blood suckers and like <laughs> people doing but it isn't a day and age where like you can talk to your local pros in your city and be like who's a good agent and who's dealing with this stuff but that's not everybody not every kid's going to be that smart or that have that those resources so i can only imagine the stories that go down shit i mean nba is bad enough overseas is bad enough i can't imagine what kids are going through like what was the one kid there was a football player a guy in my office knows the guy who runs the nil for iu and they were talking about one football player and i'm not joking i think it was 20 percent fee to his agent 20 over yeah i'm like yeah i've seen between 15 and 30 percent yeah, it's maybe crazy. it was like upwards of thirty. I'm like four to five. It's like the NBA. Like, why? How could they get? Why? Why are you? Why would you go to anybody that would demand more than five? Like dealing with the loan shark, man. Like, like <laughs> yeah. Why? Like, yeah, I'm gonna give you this loan, but you got seventy percent interest. Like, what do you mean seventy percent interest? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, more than three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. That's why I hope I hope guys are talking to each other because. That transparency is huge to to sift out grifters because thirty percent is just r- ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But it's uh, it's 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 the wild wild west out here, man. Yeah, it is yeah. the wild wild west. And it, it is. is I want to get I want to get these kids on and like hear their stories, but I'll have to probably wait till. Some of these kids graduate. Yeah, as soon as they graduate, it's like, yo, talk to me, yo. bro. Yeah, because the, like talk stuff needs to get out, but I understand why stuff doesn't for these kids. Like, you don't want to put it out there. I think, I mean, Hunter doesn't even tell all this stuff. He Tamar just, Bates is in the portal. Huh? Tamar, Tamar Bates is in the portal. From oh, really? wow. Yeah. Just hit a few I minutes ago. I don't, I don't think IU want, I don't think Woodson wanted him, for being honest. I think they wanted to push him out. You're going to see a whole new IE roster. Holy hell. I got to text my uh, Indiana guy right quick. He probably knows, but. Yeah, that um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the Big Ten, especially because you see Penn State gave like a great groundwork for some better programs to be like, yeah, if I go get myself a Jalen or funk even like how you can elevate your program and still play really hard and be really talented. I mean, we said it before the tournament started. Those are the types of teams that were better built for the tournament. Yeah. Michigan state, who we all thought was going to be the best built to make it a run. Yep. But I mean, even Northwestern was better built than other teams because of their guard play and Penn state. I thought for sure um, had a legit chance to make like a, a sneaky run. So I don't know. It's laying the ground. That's that's been the Big Ten's biggest problem. We're not going to get into the Big Ten, but the that that's been the Big Ten's biggest problem is NBA talented guards and high level wing play, like constant, like one through three, and you see this all the time in the SEC. Um, you know, the ACC here and there, um, some of the Big Twelve. And it's just absolutely crucial. And in these smaller schools, too, where, dude, we're, I was watching Toledo when Michigan was playing Toledo in the NIT. And I was like, these are the most confident players I've ever seen. It was like, 
all right, you go one-on-one. All right, next guy goes one-on-one. All right, then the next guy goes one-on-one. And they're all scoring with confidence. And they even do it. I'm like, damn, they, you could not even like really get those opportunities one-on-one like that at Michigan just because of how it's the game's supposed to be played. And I think some of that's wrong with the Big Ten style a little bit. So, I don't know. There's a lot wrong with the Big Ten style. Don't we? <laughs> You know who the Big Ten misses? The Big Ten misses John Beeline and Carmody. They really? miss those guys. Yeah, I think they miss Carmody and they miss Carmody. Beeline because they, those guys recruited, they didn't recruit Big Ten. Like, they stayed to them. And for Bill Carmody, it didn't really pan out. But it did pan out for JB because JB got Northwestern-type guys except way better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there's levels to the super coachable, want to develop and get better Shit. bucket getters. Trey was Trey's like a he, Trey played for Arkansas in another life. Like he was not a Big Ten player. <laughs> he was not, Penn State was just not. Well, I mean Tim yeah. Frazier was there, and I guess Taylor Battle, but Trey was an Arkansas Auburn player. Like that was not. <laughs> he was not a Michigan guy or a Northwestern guy. Um, but yeah, Timmy was Shit, not even Tim. Like that. I not, mean, not. Not you, not me. I mean, he didn't recruit rec- rec- me, but like, not Zach. Like nobody. Like, like if you really think about, it, like, who were the Big Ten players on that team? Like on his teams, like, like he got his guys, and he never, and he adjusted a little bit, but he adjusted to become more. NBA centric than anything Big Ten. Like he went with way more PR. He went with way like he recruited in like recruited much better players at, at each position too. Yeah. It's like he had these players, but he was like, you know, you know what? I can go for these players on this level. And they're seeing that that I'm putting guys in, in the league. Now I got a little bit more juice when I'm walking into these rooms, when I'm walking in with these parents. I can not only tell them and show them how they're going to you know, grow within the offense, but I'm also going to have examples of guys like I'm, I'm going to have examples of guys who were in those shoes and show how they excelled. Then they're going to know exactly, yeah, he was drafted at ninth. He was drafted 14th in the NBA draft. Yeah. You know what I mean? His portfolio grew. His portfolio grew. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. And I'm curious to see how that's going to help Jawan with Caleb and Musa and Jet and the development of Kobe and having a guy like Hunter do what he's done. Um, I mean, I can only help him if he can capitalize on it, but. Long road, long road. We're gonna see what the, what happens in the transfer portal. I, I don't know whether it's gonna be good. To, I don't know. I can't. I can't wrap my head around if it hasn't even opened up completely for like big time players yet, or if Michigan and teams need to hop on the availability right now. Um, but there's good options out there. We will monitor it. Follow Ant Wright on Twitter. Uh, he's got all the updates with everything. That's who I literally am like looking at your page every three hours right now. I'm like, <laughs> what did Ant tweet? What did Ant tweet? Is it something new? Uh, so we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye on it. Uh, appreciate you, Ant. 
Appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back talking more portal stuff, uh, whenever Michigan makes some moves and, and just talk about um, what they need. Um, as soon as these pieces fall with Kobe and Hunter and God knows who else, we'll, we'll come back and talk about it. But appreciate everybody listening. Until next time, see ya.